How good is our God? Is he good? Amen. You know, it's interesting. We heard, we heard uh, this morning of, uh, of God's goodness from George with regard to that cloud that came over and they weren't able to be seen by the enemy. We heard this morning uh, from Laurie and Elaine the fact that they weren't able to go onto that plane. But if the opposite had happened, if that cloud didn't come over and George's convoy was attacked, if Laurie and Elaine had gone on that same plane, does that mean God wasn't good? Um, PC mentioned this morning, remember. And, uh, and I had said those things but he reminded us to remember. And we come and, our, and, and around the table we're often encouraged to remember. Job. I just want to read some verses from Job this morning. Uh, to remind us that life doesn't always go the way we would like to plan it. Life isn't always cream buns and cream cakes. Life sometimes is a struggle. Sometimes life can be very good for a season and then very difficult after that. Did God change? Job was a blessed man and in God's sight he was also a righteous man. Does that mean he was sinless and so much better than you and me? No. I think he was a guy that honoured God and he saw God for who he was and he had a relationship with him and loved him and he walked with him. But then things turned very sour for Job and he lost everything. He lost his health. But alongside him came people that took Job's eyes from God and onto himself and his circumstances. And I think that was the key to the downhill slide where he took his eyes off of, him, off, off of God and onto himself and it's something that we need to be reminded of. It doesn't matter what our circumstances are in life, whether they're very good or whether they're very poor, that when our eyes are on God, then our outlook is totally different. That we can then give praise, that our heart can then sing and we can look to him because he is the one that is sufficient. I'm certainly not. There's no point in me looking at me for any support. You know me. What good is there of me looking at me when I need support? 
when all the stuff is said in the book of Job, we get to chapter 38 where God speaks. And he speaks in this way. And let me read it to you. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? That's often a conversation between two humans, isn't it? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you will answer me. And here he goes in this next discourse in bringing Job's mind back onto himself, onto God. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits to it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning and shown the dawn its place? that it might take the earth by its edges and shake the wicked out of it. The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me, If you know all this, what is the way to the abode of light and where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths in their dwellings? Let me go over to chapter 39. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you know? Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Do you count the months till they bear? Do you know the time they give birth? They crouch down and bring forth their young. Their labour pains are ended. Their young thrive and grow strong in the wilds. Verse 9. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? Will you stay by your manger at night? Can you hold it in the furrow of your, of your harness? Sorry, with a harness. Will it tell the valleys behind you? Verse 19, did you give the horse its strength or close its neck with the flowing mane? Did you make the leap, it leap like a locust, striking terror in its proud snorting? Its paws fiercely, re, sorry, it paws fiercely, rejoicing in its strength and charges into the fray. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. Here is God bringing Job's mind back to the fact that it was God himself that created all that is. That he is a powerful being who created everything out of nothing. And he said to Job, in all of this thinking that you have, in all of the wisdom that has been given to you by these other three men and in your questioning, Have you got the wisdom 
to answer those questions? And in questioning me, do you have the right? In verse 40, I want to say this. And the Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm, Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. And this next piece I want us to take notice of. Who, no sorry, would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's and can your voice thunder like his? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendour and clothe yourself in honour and majesty. When our eyes are taken off God, when we seek wisdom from man, when things seem dark, when we struggle with the things of earth, our minds can be taken so far away from the one who created us the very one who we should be looking at and rejoicing in is the very one we first turned from. So let us always, whether things are very good or things are very bad, let us first remember who? The one who created all that there is set it in place, sustains it day by day, the only fount of wisdom, the only one who can give comfort, the only one who will constantly walk beside us, the only one who holds our future. Let us not say, why me? when things aren't going the way we would plan. But let us look to him and say, I know things aren't the way I would put them there, but Father, you know all things. You know all things and you know why things are the way they are. Please walk beside me. Give me your strength that I may continue whatever my circumstances to bring glory to you. Amen. 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 Let me pray for us. Father, it is good for us to praise you. For when we praise you, our spirits lifted up. Often we are taken out of the misery that we can be in because of our circumstances and see you. And nothing lifts our heart like seeing you. Father, many of us here have had opportunity of seeing parts of your creation around Australia and around the world and the incredible and glorious beauty that is there. Our 
our hearts have skipped within us as we've seen those things and we look at the sky. Father, I pray today from, from what we have done today that this will encourage us in our walk with you that when things may not be going right that we would look to you. We would not seek man's counsel but yours. And we would not be drawn down into the mire of our own misery. But I pray, Father, that you would help us to be lifted up by your glory. Walk with us this week, I pray, and let us see the world in a different way because we can rejoice in you, our God and our Father. And all the people said... Amen. Thank you.